Hi there, this is Fiona from IELTSETC.com and today we've just been looking at how the language of pie charts can also be used uh, to discuss uh, line graphs. So yesterday we talked about using language such as um, this, this represents or this makes up or this um, constitutes 25% of, of the total, for example, in an IELTS exam. And today we've been looking at how we can also apply that language to graphs. So my students told me about a graph they had on Saturday or last Saturday for the IELTS exam. And this was about um, the changes in the Japanese population. So the graph predicted that in the future, um, the majority of the population will be elderly and it covered a period starting from 1980 and it made predictions up until 2050 or 2040 they're not sure but the main thing was that you could because the graph was about the percentage so it said something like 10% of the population were under 16 and then 40% of the population were uh, over 65. But of course, that will get boring and re re repetitive. So um, on my Facebook live video today, you can have a look in the in the group. Um, I've tried to show how you can use this language of pie charts and use it for any um, graph or even bar chart where um, they are discussing percentages. So, for example, you could say um, that the 10% of the population um, was made up of under 18s, for example, or you could say under 18s made up 10 percent of the population, for example, or under 18s constituted 10 percent of the population. We also in the Facebook Live looked at the graph as a whole and we could see that there were lots of predictions that had to be made. So we talked about the language of predictions. So you can say it is predicted that in 2040 the number of old age people will increase, for example. So this structure, it is predicted that or it is likely that it is expected that um, or you can say the population is expected to increase or the population is likely to increase or the population is set to increase. So there are different ways of expressing that um, for the future. But again, we can use those um, verbs that we've talked about. So in the future, over 65s will make up 60% of the population or they will account for 60% of the population. Okay, so the importance of choosing tenses in task one is something that I often talk about. Um, and this particular graph, you had to use the past tense because it was over a period of about 80 years and you had to make predictions. Um, 
And so today I've had a request to talk about this kind of task two, where you have to make predictions about the future. And this particular question was about robots. Now, I don't have a robot essay ready. I will tomorrow. Um, but I found something very similar. And this is a question which comes up from time to time about education. And it says, within the next 30 years, classrooms with teachers and students will disappear. To what extent do you disagree? So because the question is implying, you have to ask yourself, well, why do you think teachers and students will disappear? We must assume that this is because of um technology, not that they'll be wiped out by any kind of strange disease that only affects teachers and students. So we have to guess that this is all about technology replacing teachers and students possibly studying online. And the question says, to what extent do you agree or disagree? So basically, you have to discuss how likely you think it is that classrooms as we know them, will still exist in 30 years time. So it kind of asks you for an opinion as well as a prediction. And here is my model essay. I've addressed the question in the introduction just by saying, um, you know, relating the, the facts. There's no opinion here. So just listen for a minute. It says the fast pace of technological development has already had a significant impact on education and the ways people learn. My essay will consider the likely developments in the coming years and the extent to which the traditional classroom will look different by 2050. So as you can see, the question is saying how how I think how much I think this will happen. It's not saying, do you agree that it's better to study online? It's not asking for that kind of opinion. It's not asking for pros and cons. But in my answer, I'm going to say what I think will happen. And I have to give my reasons why. So the first paragraph is going to address how much I think it will it will happen and why. And then the second paragraph will say, actually, no, it's not a great idea. So for some people it won't. So as you'll see, um, I've tried to give more of a balanced argument, but it's up to you. It's The question says, to what extent? So if you fully agree that there will be no teachers in 30 years time, then say it. That's fine. OK, so more and more people are learning on the Internet and through online courses. This method is often cheaper and more convenient and allows the learner the flexibility to choose the provider and tailor the content of the course to suit their needs. I would expect that over the next few decades, more students will learn in this way. Enhanced technology, which allows users to see each other on screen will make the experience feel more authentic. Developments which will encourage more people to use these ways of studying. The internet also allows communities of learners to be created and this will enrich the process from the student's point of view, enabling them to get new perspectives 
and share ideas freely with people they would not otherwise be likely to meet. So in that paragraph, I've talked about how I think there are so many positive aspects of learning online that it it definitely will become a huge factor in the future. So I've said, you know, because technology allows us to have a kind of interactive way, like just like a classroom, you know, through online chat and that kind of thing. Um, and of course, it's cheaper, more convenient, more flexible. So, of course, um, technology has allowed us that kind of convenience. However, I did want to put some balance. And I, my second paragraph talks about how I think it will not go completely to online learning. So I've explained my reasons why. On the other hand, online learning is not, in my view, the ideal medium for all education. School education should continue to require pupils to attend school and interact with teachers and classmates. This interaction is a vital part of social and psychological development and helps to equip the student with the skills necessary to face the real world. Furthermore, some school subjects are simply not conceivable as online learning, physical education and dance, for example. The danger of online learning for children is that it encourages sedentary and passive behaviour in an age when we face a problem of young people spending too much time on devices and not enough time doing physical exercise. So in that paragraph, I've described certain drawbacks of online learning, which mean that it is not ideal for certain age groups. And remember, we've talked about, you know, dividing this idea of it depends, dividing up the essay. It, it, it's useful for certain questions. It might depend on the age of the learner, whether it's suitable for them. And this gives you a lot then of um, ammunition to talk about uh, why it's not for everybody. In conclusion, I feel that many types of learning will increasingly become available online, but that school education should and will remain classroom based. So my conclusion, again, is the opinion that um, despite all of the um, technology we have available, I feel that school education should remain classroom based because of the reasons I've outlined above. So the conclusion is just a, a one line really and because I think I've said enough anyway I think it's been clear throughout. Okay so that's just talking about making predictions in the future um, and we'll have a look at another example tomorrow. Um, do let me know your thoughts on this topic. It would be interesting to know. Post it in Facebook if you want or send me a message on here. Um, it's quite interesting because my 12 year old son has started to refuse to go to school and he's got very valid reasons for not wanting to go. And I've started to consider the possibility of home educating my son. Um, he tells me that, you know, this idea of being sociable and interacting, he says that it's just a noisy classroom where he can't concentrate. 
says he doesn't get any work done because other people just make too much noise. <laughs> so the social aspect isn't helping him at all. He says the things that he studies, he could just do much quicker. Um, the time it takes to go to the classroom, sit down, listen to the teachers shouting. He says he could learn that in 10 minutes by himself. He says if he wants to learn, um, you, you know, uh, cooking, he could do that at home. He hates drama. Um, he says if he wants to learn about religion, he can go to church. Um, the sport is football, which he hates. So school is turning out to be a complete disaster for my son. And I'm seriously considering alternatives at the moment. So if you have any experience or any ideas that you'd like to add to this topic of whether it's better to go to school or to learn at home, I'd be very interested to know. Thanks for listening. It's been a long one today. See you soon. Bye.